your clothes. Give them to me. Cinema Geekly Podcast, Episode 62. I'm Anthony Lewis. I'm Aaron DeLosa. I'm Glenn Beauvais. I'm Cody Kelly. Thanks for checking us out on CinemaGeekly.com, Facebook, Twitter, Google+, YouTube, and Tumblr. Uh, this uh, week's episode of the podcast, we got a brand new sponsorship program going on. Aaron, I know you're really excited about this one. <laughs> Indeed. Uh, we're working with ThinkGeek, you guys. I'm sure you've heard of ThinkGeek before. Uh, it's basically like the Amazon for nerds. It's or the, the greatest shopping website known to man. Uh, perhaps, yeah. Um, if you, if you've never been, uh, Aaron, what's some of the stuff they've got on ThinkGeek? Just you know, to to quench people's curiosity. Oh my God, uh, Jesus, that that's a monstrous. <laughs> I know, question. I know. It's like a little uh, bit. Of <laughs> just from looking around my office, I see probably about a thousand dollars worth of shit. Uh, <laughs> just from like the past year alone. Uh, so the commission you'll make off me will be staggering. But, I mean, uh, you know, they sell fully functional lightsabers that work with sound effects. I mean, uh, you know, they have lamps. They have uh, they have everything Doctor Who. They have, like, trash cans, I mean, that make the actual TARDIS noises. They have they canned have, unicorn meat, Aaron. They have canned unicorn meat. They have T-shirts. I mean, they have books. They have collectibles. They have, like, outdoor survival gear. If you want to build a, a bug-out bag for the zombie apocalypse, you can get a sting replica, which I have hanging on my wall. I mean, it's just... If you, if any part of you says nerd whatsoever, go to this website, and I defy you not to spend money. It anything, is ridiculous. Anything geek-related. just Anything sa- and everything. A sample of the categories that they feature on the front page. Are, it's stuff like Doctor Who, Big Bang Theory, Star Wars, Minecraft, Portal, Star Trek, Game of Thrones, and Marvel are just the stuff they have on the on the front page featured. Uh, mm-hmm. There's just a bazillion things, more, more things than you could ever probably buy. But hey, we encourage you to try to do that. Try to buy everything from thinkgeek.com absolutely uh, easy uh easy thing to do it works just like the amazon deal we've got going on go to cinemageekly.com there's a nice big banner uh right above the latest reviews for think geek just click that link and use it just like you would with the amazon link and every time you do uh think geek kicks us back some money uh so yeah aaron says he's already shopped there a bunch uh i i've gone there a bunch of times wanting to buy things <laughs> but never having the money uh, but it, it's literally a, it's a paradise for for geek culture. Uh, so anything and everything you could ever want, literally there. Thinkgeek.com stuff for smart masses. Uh, okay, so the uh, the podcast this week is going to cover a lot of ground because we we missed a week uh, due to illness, unfortunately. So there's a there's a lot of catching up to do. Um, did you guys? It just makes them want it want it more. We tease them a little bit with it. Did uh did you guys read the article about uh Zack Snyder ripping into to Joel Silver who was talking about the <laughs> uh the Terry Gilliam uh version of the Watchmen that he wanted to do? Um I, I, I he uh 
Zack Snyder, as much as I disagree with some of his artistic choices in films, uh, one of those things that I don't disagree with was was Watchmen. I thought it was was excellent. Uh, but he basically said that he made the movie. He made that movie to to stop it from getting made. From the uh, he said, I, I believe the exact quote was, "I finally made it to save to save it from the Terry Gilliams of this world." I I think uh, a lot of people would also make the argument that Terry Gilliams made a lot of good movies as well. But uh, the the word is that. The, the version of the script they had would have deviated pretty heavily from the themes and tones of the of the book. And uh, whereas Zack Snyder's was criticized, but it was criticized for perhaps playing too close to the book, I guess. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I didn't think that was a bad thing. I thought that was an awesome thing. Um, no, if anything, I think he improved it, which is virtually impossible because that book is fantastic. Yeah, I mean, there's going to be some people who are definitely going to be pissed at Cody for saying that right now, but I, I, I also, <laughs> I agree with him. I agree with him. Not only was the, I mean, you're talking about the ending, obviously, but yeah. the, um, I thought not only did the ending stick with the thematic uh, tone that the, the, the whole story was, was doing in the comic book to begin with, uh, but they did it in a way that also made sense. Like, they just didn't do a, a random change of the, the ending of the movie. The, the change really did make sense. Um, and I think... Uh, considering that you're making a movie for a wider film audience, I think the movie made more sense to them than had they gone strictly with the comic book ending, uh, which I think would have been a little weirder. Uh, There's nothing weird about a giant space squid monster. No, (laughs) not at all. Exploding in the sky out of nowhere, just completely out of fucking left field. And Um, that somehow kills so many millions of people. Yeah, I, I I thought using Doctor Manhattan was uh, a stroke of of genius because people were already kind of terrified of him uh, to begin with. So they're like, "I'm just happy he's on our side." And then they kind of raised the uh, Ozymandias kind of raised that question of, you know, well, you know, he's not on our side. He's on he's only on his side, and that's terrifying. <laughs> Even though it wasn't the truth, but I mean, they they used it very well. I liked how they ended that. So. Um... Let me see. Oh, hey, there was a full-length Transformers 4 trailer that hit the interwebs. Uh, what were the uh, what were the impressions, Aaron? There was absolutely no Shia LaBeouf, which was a little jarring at first. <laughs> um, I was almost hoping they'd do like a little tease at the end of the trailer, where it's just like a shot of him crying from that art exhibit he did. It's just like a gravestone or, or something like that, just a shot, and it's like, dead, who cares, written on the grave. Right. I don't know. Uh, yeah, something. Maybe just a, a shot sticker of him. on Optimus, or yeah, <laughs> bumper sticker. <laughs> uh, but what what did you think? Did it? Uh, that's the first look since the the Super Bowl teaser. So, what were your thoughts? I mean, it, it, it's giant robots fighting each other, and now they can turn into dinosaurs. I mean, who, who doesn't want to see this movie just based off that alone? I mean, you know, don't go and expect Citizen Kane. I mean, it is what it oh, is. But oh god, it looks like it looks like it's going to be great. I, I oh, goddamn you, Mark Wahlberg. Glenn, we don't want to judge a trailer, uh, a movie by its trailer, but this does appear to have about, I want to say, at least 25% less shitty acting and possibly maybe as much as 50% less racist robots in it. Uh, so uh, is, is could this be good? Cause is, could this actually measure up to the first one? Well, and it's also got 100% more Texas in it uh, <laughs> since Mark Wahlberg's from Texas in this movie. But, uh, yeah, no... But, um, like like yeah, I think it's, uh, like I think Aaron it's Boston, said. Texas. That's the city he's from. It's Boston. <laughs> Boston. I love Marky Mark, but whatever. Like they were saying, yeah, he's from Texas, and I, as soon as he talked, I was like, yep, not buying it. 
but <laughs> he, uh, you know, like Aaron said, you just got to turn your brain off. The only, I just hope it doesn't go the route of the last two. Um, and I, the only major problem I had with the last two Transformers movies was how they kind of did Megatron. Yeah. Like in the se- like in the first one, it's like, holy shit, it's Megatron, biggest, baddest motherfucker on the block. And then the second one, he's just a bitch. And at least, like, I'll say in the defense of the third one, he's a bitch, but at least they explain why. And the second one is just like, all of a sudden, like, no, nope, no, nope, it's just Megatron. He's, he can't fight Optimus Prime one-on-one anymore. Right. Yeah, they should have uh, saved so, him for number two and just had, like, Starscream or something be number one. Yeah, it was it was just kind of that that's that's mainly it just there is a lack of consistency and that's yeah. only that's the only thing I've ever complained about it. I mean it's it's Michael Bay. If you don't if you don't enjoy Michael Bay to a certain extent, then you're I don't I guess you're just not male. Um, Cody, looking forward to uh Transformers and Dinosaur Transformers as well, it were. I will say this. I would much rather watch that trailer on loop for two hours than Transformers 2 ever again in my life. <laughs> and I'm kind of taking an approach of the snakes on a plane with it a little bit just right. because I want to hear Mark Wahlberg say, tell Optimus Prime to say hello to his mother for him. <laughs> <laughs> well, are, you, uh, are, are you saying you could you could go your whole lifetime, Cody Kelly, without ever seeing that giant crane transformer with the giant balls hanging down again climbing a climbing a pyramid yeah i'll never watch that movie ever again in my life <laughs> but it's balls cody <laughs> this giant new one, transformer balls this new one looks good though um, it, does, it does it looks pretty good i'm playing it safe and not getting my hopes up but it looks oh good. yeah yeah i'm hoping for robot foreskin in this one <laughs> yeah, we, this had, is we the... already had balls. Let, let's get, let's take this shit to a whole we've new had, level. Of yeah, gear. we had we had robot piss in the first movie. Maybe they could use this like a, a few feet of tinfoil for it. <laughs> the, just oh, kind of rither best. it up and just leave it leave it somewhere. Like, the oh, best that. and the worst. We, we need a very Hasidic Jew <laughs> transformer, though. Oh my god! See, I, I hope that Michael Bay is listening to this right now. He's writing it down, just like, oh god, yeah. <laughs> Reshoots. Right. <laughs> the um, yeah. This this definitely has the stink of a fourth movie in a franchise that does not necessarily have. I'm gonna have the same feeling when I see there's a unless they give me some sort of blow away trailer for Jurassic World. I'm probably gonna have the same feeling of like, well, it's the fourth movie in a franchise that's gotten kind of you know hasn't been particularly great since the first movie. Uh, so yeah, cautiously optimistic for. Transformers 4. Um, if they're smart, they'll just put The Rock in every trailer for these movies. Not necessarily put him in the movie. Just, you know, it'll just be like, oh my god, The Rock's this. I gotta go see it. You know, just for the first weekend alone, just yeah. to get the good, you know, Dwayne Johnson bump. Superimpose him uh, in there. <laughs> yeah, yeah just, I think that'd be the way to go. The Rock approves. Yeah, yeah. just did like, yeah, a little, exactly. like a little sticker in the corner. Just him got a thumbs it, up. Yeah, the, yeah, or he can come on like Porky Pig for like the WB thing for the Cardoos <laughs> back in the day. There you go, and you give a little eyebrow at the end. That'd be amazing. Oh my God! Somebody pitched this to Dwayne Johnson's people immediately. <laughs> Can you smell, 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 smell what the Rock is cooking? Yeah, I think they could do that. Yeah, they absolutely. Totally could. He stutters over the smell. <laughs> oh God! I'd... The um. So Aaron, uh, walk us through this theory that you've got running from last week's Agents of Shield, which, by oh. the way, was. Uh, a pretty goddamned interesting episode of Agents of Shield. They finally started getting a little weird 
honest with this episode. It was the the follow up from when they shot Sky. Now I know a lot of people are going to be pissed because she's still alive and didn't die, uh, which I'm sure a lot of people were hoping. I think at this point she's like the Lori, like on The Walking Dead, where people are just waiting for her to die. Uh, a lot of people don't seem to like this character very much, but um, <laughs> she's sticking she's sticking around. But it's the reason uh, she's sticking around uh, ultimately that I think is the. Uh, uh, the interesting point here. So she, uh, she's dying, and uh, the Shield crew is like, "Well, Agent Coulson, you died, and Shield people brought you back to life. Why can't we just get those same?" That's a very short leap of logic, right? Uh, let's right. get the same people who made you not dead. Uh, so they go search a place, only to find out that it's a decoy. It's not the real place that he went to, and they have to find the real place that he went to, which is some kind of off of the grid, possibly not even related to shield facility uh, right. in some form or fashion uh, to get one of these drugs that were used to help uh, keep him alive. And uh, 325. Yes. And when he, uh, when they find it, uh, Coulson goes off into this room where he sees a whole shit ton of it being pumped into this thing, uh, which he then opens and reveals uh, what appears to be just a, a blue dude in a tube who's like, it's half of his body, and it's like being rebuilt, I want to say, maybe? This body nope, is being it's built actually, it, it's coming from him. Oh, it's really. coming from him. Okay. Uh, yes, so what's, what do you think the story is uh, about the big blue guy? Well, initially, when Sky got shot, they put her in that tube. There was a direct call, out essentially, to part of the origin for Spider-Woman, for Jessica Drew, and that kind of tied in with the fact since the Netflix show is coming out, maybe they'll have Sky shipped over to that. But uh, just from what we've seen, just with them tying in that blue guy, I, I think the, the blue guy uh, is definitely uh, an alien, you know, as we yeah. all could assume. But not only that, I think he's a Kree alien. Uh, and anyone familiar with the, myth, with the mythos knows that uh, with them bringing in Guardians of the Galaxy, we already know that, uh, that Lee Pace is going to be playing Ronan the Accuser, who's a giant blue alien, mm-hmm. uh, much like, you know, the, uh, the Kree people are yeah and a lot of these things kind of tie in to where like you know i might be making a lot of leaps but i think it's definitely confirmed now that we know sky we already know she's an 084 object so you know of unknown origin so we can assume that she's an alien like right off the bat she's going to be half human half alien mm-hmm. i think she's going to be a Cree alien and essentially when they injected the gh325 into her which was just the blood that's why that's all she needed to come back she didn't need like the whole electric shock, you know, uh, spider bot thing that Coulson had right. over him trying to bring it back to life. I think just enough just to get the alien blood back in her, you know, it's going to awaken, you know, her, her powers. I mean, as an alien, all that, I think her real identity, she's going to be Abigail Brand. Uh, and anyone not familiar with the comics, she is uh, the leader of S.W.O.R.D. It's another organization that works along with S.H.I.E.L.D. They're essentially S.H.I.E.L.D., but for outer space. Gotcha. There's a lot of these so, organizations uh, in Marvel, everybody, so yeah, break and, out and your score cards. Right, and essentially, like you know, we know the title of the show is going to be changed to Agents of Shield Uprising. That's going to happen right after the Captain America crossover when that movie comes out in a couple of weeks. So the next few weeks for the show are going to be just super, super important uh, to where the whole universe is going to go. I mean, like I said, she's going to be she is a half alien. The 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 big blue Cree alien. There is some evidence. That kind of agrees with my theory a little bit. When Hasbro uh, released the pictures of their toy line coming out for Guardians of the Galaxy, uh, they have a couple pictures of Ronan the Accuser, who we know is a Kree alien. He's a giant blue alien. He's got symbols on his on the outside of his armor that match almost identically to the the symbols that are on the chest of the big blue guy in the tube. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
so I mean, it, it's just tying up like all these little ends there. I mean, uh, and one thing I think also like that they may reveal like it's, we know Coulson's in for a bigger role in the Marvel Universe coming up in, in uh, the Avengers Two: Age of Ultron. Now, what I think they're going to do is uh, partially. Like, I think this the, the the blue alien in the tube is going to turn out to be Captain Marvel. He was a Kree alien, you know. Uh, Avenger, I mean, just like you know, a, a real super guy. I think in order for them to actually bring Coulson back from the beginning, I think they somehow with that machine transferred Captain Marvel's consciousness into Coulson, and that's why he and Sky right away just bonded with each other because I think it's going to turn out that Captain Marvel uh, is her father. So basically, like, it's her real father, and that's where you know Abigail Grant. She's half human. She could possibly you know be a half Cree alien. We know she's half alien, just you know not really sure what. I mean, there's oh god, I just oh I cannot so, wait for so, few weeks. Jesus. So mi- so mixed in with the the possible Captain America: The Winter Soldier spoilers uh, that you popped up, um, which by the way I think Prudence would would say that we still take with a grain of salt for the time being until more reports come out about the movie. But it sounds pretty pretty solid for the time being it sounds like in a ballsy move they purposefully made the first part of the first season of this agents of shield show kind of bland on on purpose a little bit i I don't want to say bland because it's not like they didn't have uh some action-packed shows and things like that but well, um, it's like any other Joss Whedon show. Like you know, we've said several times, right. it's a slow burn, and I, I yeah, think Disney they're about to turn it on its head. Yeah, yeah. No matter how the ratings are, this show is way too important to keeping the continuity uh, and just the general fan in, involved in the universe. I don't think the show's going to go go anywhere. I think it's only going to get bigger now that they're starting to uh, you know unveil all this stuff. They have the Netflix show starting up. They have the you know, Captain America 2 is coming out soon. They have Guardians of the Galaxy coming out a few weeks after that. They're starting to work right now on Avengers 2 already. I mean, there's just – oh, there's so much. Like, th- there's no way in hell that this thing with Sky does not turn out to be something massive. Right. Uh, Cody, did you see the uh, the four-minute uh, clip of uh, of Captain America that was on Fandango? We put it up on the on the Facebook page. Did you see this? No, I did not get a chance yet. Oh, you're missing out. You've, you've got to – Aaron, did you watch this clip? Jesus, of course. <laughs> Glenn, Glenn, have you seen it yet? Yeah, I watched it. Yeah, I mean, I mean, they said it was four minutes of the movie, but really, it's like two minutes of the movie plus another trailer. Uh, right. But the but the two minutes they showed were uh, totally fantastic. Like they they, I mean, I was already kind of hooked in anyway, so it didn't matter. But this really hooked me in. The, the dialogue was awesome. It was real snappy, and there was lots of cute funny moments and there was you know they did a bunch of cool uh if the fighting in this movie and the way they're doing it is like the tone for the movie it's going to be great because there's all sorts of stealthy stuff um you know black they made sure to show captain america kicking all sorts of ass very easily black widow as well uh and then they showed a really good trailer which i'm not sure why this trailer was not released uh earlier because it's really good it was it's better than the ones you've already uh, already seen in, in a in a wider release, but um, really excited. So it's I, I guess suffice to say that the the uh, the excitement is is on an all time high for this movie. I think it's going to do big money and shit. So and if the uh, we're going to talk about the spoilers in a little bit, so everyone <laughs> will have to plug their ears or mute the microphones if 
they're themselves not particularly interested in it. But which um, really sucks for us because it's it's kind of our duty to, to find this shit. But when you do, you're excited, but at the same time, you're like, oh, I wanted to see that happen. Right. I was you like, I, mean? <laughs> I wanted I wanted to experience it without knowing it was coming. But right. But now that I know, it's like, oh god, it, it's like just catching like a flash of a boob mm-hmm. through like a scrambled channel, <laughs> like when you were like 12, and then when you really got to see him later on, you're like, oh my god, this was totally worth just kind of having that glimpse. As stated so, before, though, for me, it's all about seeing it actually play out. Like, reading it isn't the same for me as, as seeing it actually on the screen. So, right. um, uh, overall impressions, you guys watch the uh, the trailer for Sin City, A Dame to Kill For? <laughs> yes. Uh, Cody, what were your thoughts? Were you a big fan of the first movie? I am a big fan of the first one. Okay, um, so how did, how did you feel about this one? Well, I haven't, I haven't read any of the books, mm-hmm. so I'm not attached to it in that in that sense. Uh, the first movie I thought was really good. The trailer looks, I don't want to say like a carbon copy of the first movie, but with just a different plot uh, and a black, few different actors. A white joke. Very well done. <laughs> um, but I think it looks good, and I'm excited about it, and I don't know anything about the story, and I'm going to try to keep it that way until I watch the movie. So Apparently there will be a dame in the movie that is worth killing for. Well, that's what Marv says. Judging by the title, yes, indeed. Uh, the Mickey Rourke. Uh, Glenn, are you uh, were you a fan of the Sin City, the first film? Yeah, I, I enjoy it. I mean, it, it's it's different. I think that's that's the best thing going for it. Is just I hadn't really ever seen anything like that. It was it was really good. It's it's taken a while for this one to come out. Um, yeah. So you know, let the rumor mill start churning about. You know, I'm sure the things that they always churn about production issues or script problems or. Mickey Rourke being strung out too often to <laughs> have to reshoot scenes. Um, I'm sure that's one of the things as well. Um, did you have any riddling for Zack Snyder? Any 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 impressions from the the trailer for the next film? Uh, I usually don't mind uh, switching out people like actors with certain characters. Usually, it doesn't really phase me. Mm-hmm. But with this one, like. I, there was a lot of people where I was like, wait, is that supposed to be her? And I had to kind of go back and match up the names and lists and be like, oh, okay, okay, that really is. I mean, it's been forever since I've seen it. Right. But, I mean, I like Josh Brolin. I just don't know why Clive Owen couldn't do it. I really liked him as Dwight. I thought him yeah. and Benicio he, Del Toro. Yeah. There's there's a plot point in the first movie, though, that makes mention as to why he looks different. Yeah, yeah. he had a different face. Yeah, yeah. I, I just, uh, I don't know. It. We'll see. I mean, they killed off a lot of people that are going to be in this. Well, I mean, I'm assuming Marv died. I guess you don't really actually see him die. I just, I thought it was a pretty good conclusion that uh, that happens he pretty a lot much to make got right lately. <laughs> no, it was just his career after that movie. He was. But this is more of a prequel too. Yeah. See, they're saying like I don't really know anything about it other than it's just in Sin City. So, um, Aaron, looking forward to this. Uh, yeah. You know, as much uh, as one can, I guess. I mean, I just th- there's just so much over, uh, other stuff going on, like in my little bubble yeah. that I'm just super excited for. I-, I think if there wasn't so much Marvel stuff uh, or you know House of Cards, I mean, just being what it is, I think I'd have more like heart to put behind this. I mean, you know, I'll see it. Obviously, you know, I- I'm excited for it, but not really like a full on nerd rager. The um... We're going to dip into the video game world for a little bit. We rarely do this, but we do do it from time to time. Um, you guys playing anything you guys playing anything new recently? Aaron, I know you got a PS4, sir. Oh, God, yeah. Welcome to the club. Thank you. Love it. Oh, 
I don't know how I ever lived with just the PS3. <laughs> <laughs> how did I ever live without you? Right. Um, you guys, you guys playing anything new or different right now? Uh, I'm doing Call of Duty Ghosts. Uh, I haven't opened Killzone that came with it because when I bought it, was only bundled together. Mm-hmm. So you can get NBA 2K14 or Killzone, and I didn't want either. But I figured Killzone, maybe I would play eventually. Still in the packaging. Uh, I'm still stuck on uh, Call of Duty Ghosts. Um, I'll, I'll tell you what. I had no interest in playing Killzone either, and it came with my PlayStation. But uh, I figured, what the hell? Uh, it, you know... It, it might as well use it since it came with it. Uh, it's not bad, actually. I haven't been, uh, I haven't, you know, I, I've liked it for the most part. Uh, it's gorgeous looking, uh, so there's that, and it's it's fun to play. the The story is a little wooden so far, but the visuals and stuff are are tremendous, and it's a lot of fun to play. Yeah, uh, visually, the change from the PS3 to PS to the PS4, uh, you know, gaming uh, graphics engine is staggering. Yeah, so it's, a, it's a step up. Sans Madden 25, which apparently isn't that big of a step up. <laughs> I, I think the I think they said the stadiums are a little more detailed. I wouldn't know because I didn't play the PS3 version, but apparently the the stadiums are a little more detailed. And you Can know, you actually smell the piss in the Ford Field parking lot of the game. <laughs> no, unfortunately, we can't. Um, you know what? It's 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 actually not a bad game. I'm not having a bad time playing it or anything. But uh, I've been terribly spoiled by that uh the mlb the show franchise because uh that game plays so smoothly and i've noticed in the madden game that the replays there's the the replay footage is kind of jittery and a little shaky almost like a lag somehow which doesn't even make sense because it's not streaming over the internet or anything remotely like that but it 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 plays like a lag and there's the the cut the cut scenes and things like that are, are are pretty rough for a next gen system, uh, and I'm, I've, you know, the the overall presentation's okay. Uh, the game was a lot easier to play than I expected. I just started on whatever the normal settings were, and I'm like eight and one with the lions right now, and I'm, I didn't expect that to be the case at all. I thought I was gonna get my ass kicked or something, and I don't I had... think the lions expected it. <laughs> no, they didn't. That's for sure. Um, Glenn, I know you're playing that uh, the South Park game right now, or you were playing it. Have you finished it up? Yeah, I I, uh, I finished it last night. Uh, it's uh, as I'm sure other people have said it, and I told y'all earlier before the show. Uh, it's like playing a eight to ten hour South Park episode. I mean, it's if you've seen every episode like I have, uh, it's there's just shit that you forgot about that they bring in and things yeah. you wouldn't even think about why they would be there. A lot of it's kind of detailed oriented. I mean, you, you go in the police station and you go in the evidence room and then there's just a bag of semen and you're like, oh, well, that's from whenever Butters became a pimp. There's just little things <laughs> like that. Uh, you go in and whenever you go into people's houses like Cartman and Stan and Kyle, you can look around the room and, and you get stuff and you get patches and upgrades. Yeah, and it's, you can a, open it's an up, RPG. Yeah, it's an RPG, yeah. literally. And you can open up and their closets and just look at it. You can't ever take anything. Well, you can't open up Stan's closet because Tom Cruise is still in the closet and he won't come out. Yes. So as soon as you you know hit the open, it's like after all these, I'm years. not coming out. I'm not coming out. And it's like I I just about lost it. After the fact like the, the the door is still cracked open like where it was in the episode. I mean it it really is. If if you enjoy South Park, uh, definitely get the game because it it's just. It's just like an episode. It, it's so great. I mean, it, I, I laugh at every about every five minutes. Something just catches me off guard. Whether it's Canada being eight bit, um, or or just having you know 
Kenny using Kenny's superpowers where it's a fucking unicorn that stampedes through people. And if you <laughs> if you mess up on the buttons, uh, you know, Kenny gets impaled. And yeah, Kenny there's, a, can... there's a Mr. Hanky summon with a wave of shit. Yeah. And uh, he, when he does it, he does it as Fantasia. Yes. Uh, to me, that, that was like the best thing ever. I, I, I lost it as soon as I saw it. <laughs> um, Cody, you playing anything new these days or, or what's Not... going on? Not new, but I recently restarted playing Marvel Ultimate Alliance. Uh, oh, so, love it. So, therefore, I need to ask, did you watch the uh, the announcement trailer for Batman Arkham Knight, and will this force you to buy uh, a next-gen console if you oh, haven't you, seen it? <laughs> you bet your sweet ass I did. <laughs> it looks... Uh, I mean, I, I don't want to judge it too much, because they did the same thing for the Origins trailer, and I don't know what they released for the uh, the Arkham City trailer. Uh, a master. That's but yeah. I release for it. But I know for the uh, for the the Arkham Origins trailer that was all cinematics, right? Like they didn't include any gameplay yeah. footage or anything in it, which I presume this was as well. Yeah, that's what it looked like. Um, yeah. Although I'm guessing some of the gameplay footage is not going to look that much different from the cinematics, given what I've already played on games like Killzone and things like that, where the actual game almost looks like cinematics from t- from time to time. So um, this is uh, this is not. Arkham Origins. Arkham Origins was actually done. I want to say by like what WB Canada or somebody yeah, like that. WB Montreal. Yeah, WB. Montreal, and it was not done by Rocksteady, who had done the previous games, probably because they were busy busting their ass to do this game. Uh, and I think it's next gen only. Am I right on that? Yeah, unfortunately. Um, it looks. Uh, it looks to be tremendous. It's. It, it's a follow up from the Arkham City game, and um, for the time being, Glenn. I think they have uh, granted your wish about a Batman game that does not have a Joker-centric storyline, uh, at least from the at least from what they've released thus far in the the press release and uh, the trailer and stuff. It seems like they're going to be focusing on. Uh, I, I'm sure there will probably be some sort of Joker-related thing in the game at some point near the end, more than likely, is my guess, because you can never totally, I guess, get rid of the character, but. Uh, it seems like this game is not going to be focused around it. Is that something that's making you happy? Yep, making me happy. It's Scarecrow-oriented, it looks like. Yeah, well, you know, they kind of did the same thing with Arkham City. Like, you kind of thought Hugo Strange was going to be the main focus, and he really wasn't. So right. I'm sure there's going to be a, another villain that you probably won't know about being the main focus till you actually play the game. I'm sure you pull off Scarecrow's mask and as a Joker. <laughs> Uh, well, we'll they've throw... already done that once, so... Uh... Glenn will throw his TV out the window. Uh, Aaron, you looking forward to this? I know you are. This is what a dumb question to <laughs> Are you looking forward to this awesome Batman game? Oh, God, of course. I mean, you know, Kevin Conroy coming back, obviously, you know, the, the guy is Batman. Yes. I mean, is, is that confirmed? Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah, and they also just, they just put out a, a link... Uh, where you can see Batman's fighting style the styles change a little bit. He'll be able to use his environment a little more. He has a weapon steel thing now where he can take uh, you can know, ride weapons. Ride the Batmobile the around Arkham. Yep, or, uh, and uh, and it's actually going to be uh, mocap for uh, for the cutscenes and all that. Whether you know they actually have the people's faces and the voiceovers. Yeah, I mean, oh god, yeah, it's just oh, just bring it. Uh, so Aaron, old Radagast the Brown was talking to some uh, <laughs> talking to some people. And, yeah, he's uh, a chatty, chatty old fella. He sure is talking about Sylvester McCoy, and uh, he said that he was aware of who the uh, the the main focus, the main villain 
of Peter Capaldi's uh, uh, series, uh, first series as the Doctor, is going to be. And I think we kind of, I think any real Doctor Who fan probably kind of guessed already that they're probably going to go back to the Master, because uh, that's who I was thinking like immediately. I'm like, I think that's where they're going to go back to, yeah, uh, right away. But uh, he seemed to think that this was the case, and then not too long after that, Aaron, you dug up uh, a story <laughs> where the the word on the street is that. Uh, Steve John Shepard, who I think is from East Enders, is he from yes. East Enders? Is going to yeah. be the the master? Yeah, yeah. Just like the, just through timing, he's been a fan favorite for a long time, and just due to his current look, he kind of resembles a, a, an incarnation of the master, you know, uh, from back in the day with the way his beard is styled and all that. And he's actually on a coastline in Wales, which is really super close to where they were filming. Uh, Doctor Who already. So, I mean, it's just a lot of coincidences right now, but I mean, given what Sylvester McCoy said, plus, you know, how uh, Mr. Shepard's been around, I mean, it's, you know, it, it kind of makes sense. I mean, the, the, we've made smaller leaps uh, through assumptions that we've done that have turned out to be correct. So, uh, you know, I think uh, I think this will turn out to be the case. And we, we actually can now say that uh, if you guys want a little more spoilers, I know Glenn doesn't give a shit, but uh, I'm so I'll, I'll leave this to you. Uh, we have a snout like a essentially what uh, I'll post a, a, an article an article about the story a little a little later mm-hmm. is that the villain for the very first premiere episode of Capaldi mm-hmm. uh, is going to be Jack the Ripper. Oh, really? Cool. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I just stumbled across like a, a bunch of set photos and stuff like that, and there's actually a set video where uh, if you want another major spoiler, like we know Matt Smith, you know, has been tapped to return as the Doctor. Well, apparently it's going to happen in the season premiere where uh, where they land in modern day London, of course, and Clara runs out of the TARDIS and jumps on the phone and calls Matt Smith's version of the Doctor. Oh, by like accident or something? No, on purpose to find out like you know, uh... there's no way this guy can actually be you. Blah 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 blah. So. Right, right, right. The um, and, he has and, to break and, the and that's actually story. shown in the set video. So it's uh, goddamn, I can't wait. That's awesome. That's really yeah. awesome. Um, I wonder if Jack the Ripper will be an alien like he was in Star Trek: The Original Series. He looks like it from from the set photos. Uh, yeah, if that guy's not alien man, then he might have been on some Victorian era crack or something. <laughs> um, let me see here. What else do we got? Oh, hey. Uh, run us through everybody. Plug your ears if you're not interested. Uh, <laughs> these Captain America spoilers. Uh, oh, that God. Uh, now they're take with a grain of salt spoilers, but spoilers nonetheless. No, I, I'd be inclined to say a small grain of salt. I mean, this review side. I mean, you know, we all know that Europe gets movies a couple weeks before, before we do. So I'm tending to end, to lend a little bit more uh, credence to this as, as I would if it was just you know from some jerk off on the street. Uh, but you know, he goes into detail the movie. It's like you know Marvel's most uh, you know cinematic dramatic uh, movie yet, which it should be. I mean, it's a political thriller. We know that, and it, it's essentially uh, from what he says, a direct sequel to the Avengers and a mo- the most direct prequel to the Avengers: Age of Ultron. Right. Uh, and he actually, you know, he goes on and talks about the movie. He says there's hints, you know, spoilers forward. So. Uh, Skip ahead a little bit, guys, if you don't want to know. Possible spoilers, that is. Possible spoilers, yeah. Is that uh, they name drop a lot of people. The most interesting name drop I found, like, you know, we knew we know Iron Man and Hulk exist. We've seen them, you know, it's nothing big, not a big news. Mm-hmm. But we know uh, he said that they actually referenced Doctor Strange in the movie, too. And right. we've heard previous rumors he'll be involved in Phase 3. So, I mean, if this does turn out to be true, I think that confirms without a doubt that Doctor Strange will be appearing uh, in the Phase point. 3 movies, yeah. 
I mean, phase three is right around the corner. You know, we've heard it's, you know, it's going to be the Inhumans. We heard it's going to be Doctor Strange. It could be Thor three. It could be another Hulk, you know, standalone movie, Black Panther. I mean, there's all sorts of ways they can go. Ant-Man, you know, so. Right, right. Damn, that's going to be great. But he goes on to detail. The really big spoilers are the mid credit scene and then the post credit scene. So if you guys really don't want to know what's going on, uh, you know. Presumably. Presumably, yeah, a grain of salt. Uh, I don't want. I just don't want people to, bombarding us with like "you're full of shit." Right. Uh, well, I mean, you know. Other than other than when they normally nobody does that right now. Actually, I just. Want... I, I oh god, I invite the trolls. <laughs> that one dick, wherever he was. There's anyway, uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, he goes on to state that uh, Baron von Strucker, played by Thomas Kretschmann, uh, is in some kind of underground lair, uh, and in his lair you see Loki's scepter from the Avengers, but he he actually has two prisoners as well, and. Uh, you know the twins, which you know most of us know, is a, a reference to Quicksilver and Scarlet Witch, who are Magneto's children uh, in the Marvel universe. But in the MCU, they might just be uh, Inhumans. And he actually refers to them. He tells them uh, the age of miracles is, is upon us. So essentially, they're going to refer to mutants as miracles. Um, hmm. it, 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 it's an interesting way around it. I mean, you know, but at least now they can start using the mutants they own. Uh, so, you know, teenage uh, miracle ninja turtles. <laughs> Oh, I just tried. <laughs> I just tried to try to place it in. I just got like a weird taste in the back of my throat from that one. Jesus. Amen, dude. It's, it's like, not it's working. Like you literally working. just shit on my throat. It's not really working for me. <laughs> um, it also um. it also makes note that in the movie that shield collapses, right? Yeah. Um, which, by the way, if they are in fact changing the name of the Agents of Shield show, can you know probably probably tell you what direction that show might be heading in, like. Coulson and his gang of people might be, instead of being officially shield, you know, maybe they're like a rogue part of, you know, they're doing their own thing now for what shield used to stand for them. Cause, uh, guns uh, for hire. Yeah. They're I mean, like cause the team. they're like the A team. Yeah. They're, they're like, they're, Oh my God, that's going to be awesome. They turn into <laughs> the A team. Uh, the, uh, and the, uh, the other scene is the post credit scene, right? That we, uh, that we missed out on. Okay, yeah, so what's he, uh, he, it, apparently at some point during, during the movie, obviously, you know, Captain America is going to find out who the Winter Soldier is. Spoiler, you know, it's Bucky. Yeah. Uh, well, apparently, you know, throughout Cap trying to convince Bucky that he knows him, they were old friends, blah, 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 blah. In the post credit scene, Bucky actually goes to the Smithsonian and, you know, looks himself up, looks up, you know, James, you know, Buchanan, Bucky Barnes, uh, to see if he can kind of confirm, you know, because he has doubts about who he really is. And then, you know, he actually realizes, like, holy shit, Captain America wasn't lying to me. You know, we were friends. I was a good guy, blah, 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 blah. And that's where the movie stops. And, you know, it, anyone who follows the comics knows that Bucky takes a long run as Captain America, essentially, when Steve Rogers, you know, dies for the first time. Right. So uh, we, we know Chris Evans essentially doesn't have that many movies left. Captain America 3 might be his last go unless they re-sign him. Mm -hmm. So maybe they would look to Sebastian Stan to kind of step up to play Captain America for a while just to kind of keep things rolling in the MCU. You know, Eventually, they, they got to start recasting these guys younger and younger to keep them going. They're not going to stop a billion-dollar franchise just because you know Downey Jr. is claiming Social Security now. Uh, okay, so what are, we guys, uh, what are us guys watching on the televisions? Uh, currently, Glenn, what have you been watching lately? Uh, Hannibal and Once Upon a Time. Still watching the Once Upon a Time show, huh? Is it? Is it? Is it? I I started watching it uh, a little bit and then and the, completely fell off track. Oh no! I mean, the acting never gets uh, any better or oh, good. 
Oh boy. Um, okay. Except except for Robert Carlyle, he's the uh, he's the only one who knows what he's doing. Yeah, he's the guy who plays uh, Rumpelstiltskin, right? Yep. Yeah, he was awesome in a uh, Stargate Universe as well. He's he's really good. And Train Spotting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's actually and the Full Monty. <laughs> we just we're just gonna do his filmography real quick. The, Robert, uh, the, Robert the world is not enough. Uh, Twenty eight weeks later, <laughs> Formula Fifty One. We get it. He's Sproul. good. He's yeah. good at acting. Um, yeah, I, I started watching it and then kind of fell off track because I started watching a bunch of other stuff. Uh, Cody, what are you watching right now? Well, unfortunately, uh, in the interest of saving money, I don't currently have TV from now until I get out of the army. Mm-hmm. But uh, thanks to the internet and a few various apps, I'm at least able to watch <laughs> Arrow every week. Right. And uh, that's pretty much the only new show that I get to see every week. Other than um, like the new stuff for like House of Cards and all that. I hear you. Uh, Aaron, I, we know you're watching House of Cards right now, right? Oh my God. I, I cannot get to that show fast enough. I, I'm, I'm all the way up to st- episode 10 of, uh, of season two. And holy, holy Christ. Yeah, just every episode you go into it thinking like there's no way he could get any worse, and then out of nowhere <laughs> he like punches your mom in the face with like a yeah you know, like a you know a jar full of candy and then slashes a nun's tires. I mean he is just the most ridiculous villain. Oh my god, it, yeah. it, it's such a great show. But man, when this dude falls eventually, which I'm assuming he will, unless he goes all Heisenberg and just beats everybody, mm-hmm. it's gonna be momentous. Yeah, the uh, I. I, I still have not made it past the second episode of the second season yet. It's Oh, it's my God. Horrible. What are you doing? Get back to it. Immediately we've got, stop we've the got, podcast and just go watch it. <laughs> we've got so many shows. And then uh, Jen saw the trailer for the next season of Game of Thrones, and she's like, you know what? We It's about time we started jumping on Game of Thrones. And I'm like, well, I don't know how we're going to do that. That's, like, impossible because it's not on demand have right now. Have you watched any Game of Thrones? No, no, I have. I've watched oh, all okay. of Game of Thrones, but she's never watched any of it. And uh, we're like, how is this going to happen? Because I, I have HBO Go on my on my iPod. Oh. Uh, and uh, But they, you know, we're not going to cuddle around my, my iPod and trying to watch every episode of Game of Thrones with its terrible speaker and everything. Uh, and they, they don't shut ha- up your TV. They don't. They don't have it. Uh, <laughs> they don't have it on demand or anything like that. They usually put it up on demand right before the new season starts, but they don't. I don't think they have the entire series up there. And then out of the blue, the other day, PlayStation Three launches an HBO Go app for the PS3. It's not available on PS4 yet, as far as I know, or Xbox One. But we're like, son of a bitch. So we grab that, and uh, so I've been instead of watching House of Cards, I've been catching her up on on Game of Thrones, which for the first season is a, is a little uncomfortable. That's before they grew out of their uh, tons of nudity and really <laughs> uncomfortable sex scenes phase. Uh, they were really in that phase at the, in the first season. Uh, well, you, you may want to get her caught up before, I think from the synopses we've seen so far, before the second or third episode, because right. shit is going to get real in a hurry. Oh, yeah. Uh, if the release synopses can be believed. Right. Um, but I do have to say it was so therapeutic to watch those first few episodes before Joffrey was king and watching him get smacked around by Tyrion Lannister and acting like a little bitch. Oh, it was it's so therape- therapeutic to like because because now you watch him and he's the guy who's dishing out all the shit and you can't wait for him to die. But back in those early days, he was getting slapped around like a motherfucker and it was great. Yeah, you uh, got to feel bad for that kid in the streets, man. I guarantee he's just. Hated. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. He's talked about more than once that he's like. Not sure he wants to keep acting just because he doesn't like. Yeah, all he's the gonna attention. retire. <laughs> right, he's gonna give it up. 
Uh, and that's a shame, too, because he is excellent. He is so good. He'd almost have to be just the nicest person on the entire planet because if he, he was ever a dick once to people, everyone would just assume he's just a complete piece of shit because he play, you know, plays one so convincingly on TV. <laughs> right. So, I mean, and it's, it's, uh, so I'm, I'm, I'm doing that, and I'm also juggling Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., Arrow, and Walking Dead uh, <laughs> for the time being. But Walking Dead's going to be – I think they've only got a couple episodes left. Unfortunately yep. for me, then Mad Men starts, so I don't get a break there either. Oh, oh and fuck them for their usual bullshit trail. <laughs> Did you see the, the, the sneak? Oh, Don gets off a plane. It's like, oh, my God. It... Mad Men takes flight. Like, what, who, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah. Oh, they're, they're the most maddening people. I guarantee someone from that staff – no has idea. Got to be happen. aware. It, 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 they're just fucking with us at this point. <laughs> the um... Don doing everyday stuff, and it's yeah. He gets off a plane, but then something like a nuclear bomb goes off like right. two feet away, and right. you know what I mean. Just something fucked up is happening in that scene. Right. But you know, like if you play it for the next ten seconds, he assassinates the president. Right, you know, or, something he, like or that. He, he just fingered a stewardess. I mean, something. He right. just did something, or is about to do something fucked up, but they don't show you any of that. It's like, oh, just yep. give us something once in a tra- in a, the trailer for the show. The biggest teases of all time are the people behind the Mad Men teasers. Oh, they're dicks. Uh, God, they're uh, assholes. Uh, hey, so just, it, uh, oh, go ahead, Cody. Uh, just real quick, without like trying to turn it into a commercial form, what are the prices on the HBO Go thing? Um, it's It's not. The price on HBO Go is... You have to have HBO. Is the price. oh well, fuck yeah, me. it's not. It's not. That's why. That's why people. That's why people pirate all of HBO's stuff. They're like, hey, look, I'd love to. Ha- I'd love to pay just for HBO Go. I want to buy your shows. Uh, I just don't want to have to pay, you know, hundred and fifty bucks or hundred, you know, whatever the it's price like of cable. It's like South Park, where the cable company is like tweaking their nips as they're trying. To, yeah. They just want to get you the channels get they want. Cable, yeah, we're the only ones in town. So. Yeah, they funnel everything <laughs> together. Just, uh, just get the WWE network, man. That's all you need. Oh, I yeah. got that already. And, uh, yeah. and yeah, and I'm completely buried in WWE network as well. I've, um, because I have a mental disorder of some kind. I decided it would be a good idea to chronologically watch every paper. You are a brave, damaged soul, my friend. There's no way in hell I could do that in order. I'm midway through 1989 oh right now. Oh my god! <laughs> so yeah, and that's and when I say chronologically, I don't mean starting with WWE and watch their stuff chronologically and then go to WC. I mean literally, I, a WCW pay per view, then a WWE pay per view, and then you know, vice versa. So um, I'm literally watching it in chronological because I, like I said, I have some sort of neurological disorder where I see all these random events and I know that they exist in a chronological order, and I'm like, I should watch them in that order. Just to get the whole thing. So in about 10 years, I, I gather, I will have watched every pay-per-view ever produced by a major pro- professional wrestling promotion. Um, in and TNA years. by that point. And probably be TNA <laughs> when, they, when they buy their catalog as well and Ring of Honor as well. Um, and whenever plugs. Jeff Jarrett's new promotion folds, they buy that up too. <laughs> cheap plugs for uh, wrestling promotions on a movie podcast. Um, oh, we, we, we do random entertainment. We're fine. Oh, sure. <laughs> um, another one of the sponsors we talked about ThinkGeek earlier, but hey, we haven't we haven't left our our pals over at Amazon out in the cold. Uh, in fact, people still keep clicking that link on the right hand side of the page, uh, the one with the big Amazon logo. That's the one that takes you to Amazon, lets you shop like normal, doesn't cost you anything extra. You guys aware of this link? Oh it's hell a, yeah, it's a good link. Never, uh, <laughs> Glenn has never heard of it, but uh, you should check it out, sir, because it it helps the the website and the podcast that you're on right now. 
I'm, I'm, we're doing about, a, I think it's about $100 a month roughly for the, for the server cost. So if you use that link to shop at Amazon, it doesn't cost you anything extra. 8 to 10% of the purchase gets kicked back to us uh, to help lower those fees and keep uh, the website on the interwebs and free and all that lovely stuff. Uh, and, to, and to help you with your, uh, your purchase selections, we've got the Blu-ray releases for March the 18th, and there's a bunch uh, and some big releases as well. Um, the least of which, I believe, is Sorcerer from Warner Brothers. I don't think that's on the high end of the, the, release, uh, uh, the release schedule. Is that the one uh, Nicolas Cage? Um, it's an older movie. Roy Scheider is in it. Wow. If you're of familiar Jaws with fame, uh, no Jaws fame, yeah. Or Sequest DSV. You, oh, okay. Yeah. If you're a big Sequest fan. Uh, the Slumber Party Massacre, Aaron, from Scream Factory. Uh, that the, sounds like the original? Um, I believe so, yes. Oh. Isn't that the one where the dude gets shot in the dick and then falls into the pool? <laughs> I believe you're correct, sir. Uh, this does look like the original. I did not remember who was in. Michelle Michaels? Uh, I don't, I'm unaware of this cast, but it, it looks like an older, uh, an older film for sure. Um, Saving Mr. Banks is hitting Blu-ray. Uh, Return to Nukem High Volume 1. Oh my god, there's so many movies I gotta buy. Is hitting Blu-ray. Um, let me see here, what else do we got? There's a whole bunch. Reasonable Doubt from Lionsgate is hitting Blu-ray. That's uh, Sam Jackson. And um, I don't remember who else is in it. Uh, Dominic Cooper, I want to say, is also in that. Uh, George Zimmerman case, right? <laughs> sure. All right. <laughs> Mandela, The Long Walk to Freedom from uh, the Weinstein Company. There's lots of talk about that as well. That's the one with uh, Idris Elba as uh, Mandela. Um, Kill Your Darlings from Sony Pictures. Classic. Oh, I got it. I, I really do have to see that. For, uh, with uh, Daniel Radcliffe. Yeah. And uh, Dane DeHaan is also in that. Mm-hmm. Um, let me see here. The Jungle Book 2, of course, the uh, less famous of the Jungle Book movies, uh, is coming out on Blu-ray, I think, for the first time. Frozen, talking about Disney movies, that's hitting the Blu-ray. And I know a lot of people are going to lap that one up uh, for sure. People go nuts over that Frozen film. Uh, a Brief History of Time, the Criterion Collection. Uh, so you know it's the greatest thing ever made because it's Criterion. We've already had this discussion, Glenn. Sometimes they release some bullshit on Criterion. <laughs> but that's the joke, isn't it, that they only release these classy pictures? Uh, and uh, the big release uh, for... Uh, we're already past the Oscars a little bit here, but it was a big movie uh, during Oscar season. American Hustle is on Blu-ray. So any of those, I would say, Aaron, excellent choices if you're going to use that Cinema Geekly Amazon link for sure. I would agree. And then they could use the Think Geek link and, uh, you know, go to, go nuts to their heart's content on there. Get Absolutely. some sweet grown-up adult Batman footy pajamas to watch your movies in. Hell you get, yes. You could get a remote that's shaped like Harry Potter's wand or a sonic screwdriver. Uh, absolutely. Um, let me see here. What else do we got? The uh... – the uh, new on the uh, the Cinema Geekly website this week. Only a couple things. Two reviews are up on the website right now. <laughs> the Lego movie, the second Lego movie review is up. Uh, this one from our very own Glenn Beauvais. Uh, you dug this movie uh, thoroughly, sir. Any impressions you'd like to, to share with us? Uh, I loved it. It was like, I don't, like, in Toy Story 3, there's the beginning part where Andy's playing with his toys and you don't realize it till later on. And that's basically what the movie is. It's just it's just a kid playing with Legos, and 
the dialogue's really immature at times, uh, like as if a, a child is speaking. And it's just, it really is just a lot of fun. Uh, Morgan Freeman <laughs> being your mentor kind of thing, like mm-hmm. just his voice alone and what the character has to say is, is really enjoyable. It's kind of like a less mature content uh, speak that he used and that they mocked in South Park. Like it's that kind of right, stuff. Like right. it's just like actually hearing him say some of the things is like, oh, I wouldn't think of Morgan Freeman, and and it's just it really is enjoyable. It, it's a lot of fun. I, I definitely recommend if if you have a child taking them to see it, or if you ever play with Legos as a child and seeing it, <laughs> or if you're looking for a child. <laughs> actually, you know, when I saw that movie, there were no kids in the movie theater. It was, that doesn't surprise me at all. Uh, it was strangely me and a bunch of old men. Uh, so no, uh, you know, there really, there really wasn't any in kids. Trench coats? It was, there was all, it was all people my age. Whenever was it I a lemonade party in there? If it's just a bunch of old men, <laughs> <laughs> the worst and the best also. Oh my god. Uh, before Good luck and a half, that image out of your head. <laughs> before and a half geeky glasses, Glenn, I think is what you're getting at here. You really yeah. like this movie. If not the movie-going experience, uh, which may or may not have been extremely awkward. No, best movie experience for me was whenever uh, I was in Alabama and I saw uh, a Death at a Funeral, the remake. That was That's hands down the best experience I've ever had in a movie theater. Not even close. <laughs> Uh, also on the website, uh, Aaron's point of contention for this week, uh, <laughs> Dan O'Neill's review of 300 Rise of an Empire, which uh, fell firmly into the meh category. Uh, he gave uh, three geeky glasses and uh, basically he's saying the, about this movie the same thing that pretty much everybody is saying, because I think it's sitting about 43% on Rotten Tomatoes right now. So it's thoroughly uh, mixed that, uh, you know, it pretty much feels exactly like the last movie. Uh, and is cool in some ways, and in other ways, completely, you know, useless and didn't need to be made. You know that sort of thing. Um, Aaron, however, you saw this as well, and you were a big fan. I liked it. I For thought what it was, it was better than, than Three Glasses. Yeah, obviously, you know, it it's like Abling and Vampire Hunter, any of the Transformers movies. You know, you, you just got to unplug your brain, just kind of go and just watch some cool shit. You know, it, it's half naked, greased up dudes with swords stabbing each other. You, you know, you, you got giant boobs all over the screen if you see them in IMAX. If you see it in regular theater, they're still going to be giant tits. Uh, <laughs> and it's just awesome. It's just, you know, war and nudity. I mean, my God. You know. Yeah, as he uh, he he spells it out, actually, pretty, pretty close to what's in the movie, I believe. Um, he said it's a... Uh, uh, well, I don't know. Maybe he was talking more about uh, the original 300. He thought was more of a guy's movie. Which he said was a movie made by dudes, uh, for dudes, by dudes, who love all sorts of blood, gore, swords, boobs, spears, shields, slow motion, more blood, more gore, half-naked men, six-pack abs, Spartans inspiring speeches, dudes getting kicked down deadly holes, and so on. Except uh, for the deadly hole. I mean, that's a, that's the sequel. Was Were there no... There there, were no maybe holes? Eva Green was the deadly hole in this one. I don't know. <laughs> Did they, uh, they didn't do any weird callbacks to the first one, like... You know, this oh, no, they is did. Athens, you know, no, anything like that. No, nothing like that. That okay, would have been awesome that. if he did. <laughs> they just very clearly rip off things from the first film. No, I mean, there was a lot, uh, you know, it, it would, at, at some points it was a prequel, other points it was a sequel. Uh, you know, it just kind of wrapped around like a, you know, 
brought together a lot of loose ends, you know, and put everything in a neat little bow for you, uh, you know, and it obviously set up for a third one to complete the trilogy. So, uh, before you know, we it, it expect more tits, more blood, more, you know, slow mo swords. Uh, before we wrap up everything, Glenn, real quick, your impressions on the Oscars? Thumbs, uh, up, thumbs down, thumbs in the middle. When were those on? It's pretty much chalk. Uh, everything that happened happened. Every the the narrative going into is everyone expected that Gravity would get all the technical awards. Um, from I haven't seen all of it, but I've seen good portions of Gravity. Mm-hmm. And I don't want to finish it because I really feel like I'm going to change my mind if I watch it all. Um, change your mind as in like you like it or not? yeah i i from what i've seen i've seen like 10 minute increments of it throughout the movie and i was like damn this is uh this same uh some good filmmaking uh but no i mean uh then everyone always thought that they would the as far as the two biggest awards director and best picture uh that alfonso corian would get best director and then steve mcqueen would get his award for best picture i mean every everything kind of panned out like everyone expected especially the acting categories the only thing that was in question was you know leonardo DiCaprio may have won best actor but pretty much everybody thought it was going to be mcconaughey's to lose and since jennifer lawrence had won the year before that lapita nango was going to win but as far as andrenas hosting i mean she wasn't bad uh she was all right i mean it was She's no Billy Crystal, I guess. Right. She's um, terrible. <laughs> the uh, let's talk about the uh, the top of the box office uh, for uh, for last week. Uh, at number five is the religious movie that religious people loved, but nobody went to see. Son of God did ten million dollars in its opening weekend, uh, sitting at a very pitiful twenty three percent on the Rotten Tomato meter right now. Isn't that um, historically accurate to the graphic novel it's based on? Or? <laughs> uh, it says the faithful may find their spirits raised, but purely in cinematic terms, Son of God is too dull and heavy-handed to spark much fervor. Um, I'm sure sounds a lot like going to church. I'm what sure can Ham say about it? I'm sure I have no idea. <laughs> uh, did it, did it uh, back up his science? Fred uh, Phelps loved it. Uh, it. It's probably not going to do as well as the other religious movie that's coming out soon. That. Religious people are going to hate, which would Guardians be no. Well, no, I was going to say Noah. Oh. Uh, if any, if anybody's seen the trailer for Noah, I will be seeing it. Uh, I only vaguely know the story of Noah, but I'm pretty sure there were not giant armies battling each other and fire and magic and all this other stuff that it's appeared not magic, to be. It's, it's religion. <laughs> okay, it's science, the, uh... bitch. Uh, I mean, the, you know, the Scientologists already had Battlefield Earth. I mean, it's you know, the, the Christians need their own mm-hmm. movie to. To plug their hokey assness, we're, like we're, we're getting the Left Behind series back with Nicolas Cage. What are you talking about? They already, <laughs> they already got their tentpole franchise. In Wait the a minute, is that legitimate? Is that really happening? Yeah, I've seen the trailer. Oh my god, with Nick Cage? What? Yeah, dude, it's it's going to be something special. We need Wait, to have you're, a viewing you're party. Right first. now, you're not just making that up. I'm not making it up. Watch it. Like it, this is happening. Get the, somebody oh get god. that on the Facebook page immediately. Christ, why is that not playing on a loop? <laughs> the uh, number four was the Lego movie. Finally fell some slots to number four. It made only uh, $11 million, which, you know, it must be heartbreaking to them as they're rolling around on their giant mound of cash right now. Like a Scrooge uh, McDuckian swimming pool. <laughs> yes, a giant vault full of gold coins <laughs> that they swim through. Uh, number three was nonstop the uh, Liam Neeson, Julianne Moore flick. Uh, did 15.4 million, which is actually doing pretty good critically, 60% 
on uh, Rotten Tomatoes. The movie that I did not expect to do as well critically that it, it's, it is, it's doing hella good right now. Mr. Peabody and Sherman did 32.5 million. It's 77% on the wow. tomato meter right now. People are loving it. I didn't put up reviews from Dan or Steph. Both of them reviewed the movie. Uh, we don't have reviews up on the site for it, but Stephanie loved it. And so did Dan. And a lot of other people are talking about how great it is. Like the trailer did a disservice to the movie and then it's, it's actually, you know, very smart and funny for adults and things like that. And they did a good job. So, uh, 300 rise of an empire was the number one flick. Obviously, uh, did 45 million, uh, 43% on the tomato meter. Uh, that's, I think it's way down from what 300 debuted. I think 300 did 70 million in its opening weekend, but I think they were expecting a smaller opening, uh, for this movie because there's been so much time. They still and, have to uh, be pleased with that with that kind of an opening. Though. Yeah, this is above this is above what they thought. I think they I think they were planning for a 40 million or 35 million opening, and this is above their uh, what they were expecting apparently. So, um, three movies of note opening. One of them is in limited release, which I thought was going to end up becoming a wide release, but I guess not. Uh, the movie that started out as a Kickstarter campaign, the Veronica Mars flick is uh, opening in limited release uh, on the 14th with uh, Kristen Bell. Did you guys ever watch the TV show that it was based off of? Nope. No, I was uh, having sex in high school when that happened. <laughs> Glenn, you ever see this? No, no, I never saw Veronica Mars. Okay, yeah, me neither, but apparently there's a big enough fan clamoring for it to, to get a movie made, to get not just uh, the Kickstarter thing to happen, but for this movie to actually not get made, made, but really made and released in theaters for real. It's doing 64% on the tomato meter right now, but that's only after 11 reviews. Um, Kickstarter. Every other jerk-off is doing one. Why not us? Now it's time for the part of the podcast that we all love, the part where we give Aaron the two uh, wide-release films, and we'll see which one he's more ample to go for. Uh, the first is Need for Speed with uh, Aaron Paul and Dominic Cooper, and I believe nobody else you've ever heard of. Imogen Poots. Um, in, in, in your what, sir? That, that, that's, the, that's the female <laughs> lead's name, Imogen Poots. Okay, that, that is the dirtiest sounding real name I think <laughs> I've ever though? heard. Well, she was in the Fright Night sequel, uh, so that's the only oh, reason it's I a woman? her name. Yeah. <laughs> that makes it immediately sexier. <laughs> oh, she she's you know cute little, cute little thing, but yeah, it's uh just her name. It rings. You're like, man, I will never forget that for as long as I live. It's a uh, sitting Imogen at poots. <laughs> it's sitting at. It really does sound gross. Like, oh, she totally Imogen pooched me earlier. It's like, man, that is that is. Fun. Oh, dude, that woman is like super attractive. Get Imogen yeah. poots, you guys. Oh, uh, it's Imogen sitting. Leonard poots. It's it's sitting at nearly mixed reviews at forty three percent, but only after seven reviews thus far. So. Uh, a little too early to tell on uh, how that's going to do critically. And then, of course, the other big release is uh, The Single Moms Club from Tyler oh, Perry. Tyler Perry's newest effort. His newest, a joint from Tyler Perry, uh, <laughs> starring a, a bunch of African-American people and Amy Smart. Um, wow, shit. Are you, did she, this is the last one she did? Didn't she die? Amy Smart? Yeah. I'm not sure. Did she? I'm asking. I don't know. I, I think, I think her career out. died. I don't, I don't oh. think she actually died. Wow. I thought she did. <laughs> I think you're thinking Brittany Murphy. According to Wikipedia, she is oh, still God, alive I mean, and 37 years old. I don't believe it. I, I, I demand proof. We need to get a, a tweet of her with like a, a sign that has today's date on it. No, oh, I didn't know she was unjustified. 
<laughs> I'm trying to go back and find out like what she's been in that I remember. Uh, her I remember her from uh, Road Trip. Oh, she was in Starship Troopers though, and uh, and Varsity Blues, of course. Who was she in Starship? I don't remember that at all. God, uh, she was Pilot Cadet Stack Lumbreezer. Pilot wow. Cadet, and her first name was Stack. All I remember that movie is like the giant teeth off contest that Casper Van Dien and uh, uh, and Jake Busey were having against each other. And uh, she was, um, of course, Ashton Kutcher's love interest in The Butterfly Effect, if you've ever watched The Butterfly Effect. No, oh, I will not see anything with Ashton Kutcher in it unless it's a casket. It's the most tolerable of all of Ashton Kutcher's movies, so if you've ever seen it, oh. uh, it's the most tolerable of all of them. But, again, but the it, plot is... It's like you just shit on my throat again. Go ahead, Glenn. Go ahead, Glenn. The plot is highly ill-advised, though. (laughs) Is it exceedingly adequate? (laughs) Zing. (laughs) Uh, Well played, sir. Well played. Um, All right. So uh, all that good shit we talked about uh, for the last, oh, let me see here, uh, hour or so, uh, all available to you to check out. Hopefully somebody will get that uh, Nicolas Cage trailer up. Presuming it exists. They don't have a trailer. They just have the posters. Okay. <laughs> um, What's it called again? It's the Left, left Behind. Behind. Left Behind. Left Behind. Okay, and this is the stuff that uh, – what's his face? Kirk Cameron Kirk was Cameron, doing? yeah. Mm-hmm. Back at like early 2000s or whatever. I mean I, I just put posters it, it, up it, on the website. Essentially, it's movies about about what? The end of the world and how everybody's going to heaven? Yeah, it's the rapture. The, rapture. Yeah. the rapturing. And those wow. who were left behind. Has Nicolas Cage fallen that far, or was he never that high up to begin with? Oh, yeah, yeah, he's got Well, uh... it, his accountant stole his money, so he's he doesn't care. He's got to do what he's got to do. Make yeah, that he paper. lost that episode of Action Comics and this Superman is a, in it. No, this uh, is a real... It, Glenn does have the, the poster up on the Facebook page. This is a real thing, because his co-star is Ashley Tisdale. This is a real movie? Yeah, Chad Michael Murray. Chad Michael I mean, Murray, wow. Oh, my what? God. This is going to be amazing. How in the it, name of Zeus's butthole did we not know about this movie? It's got to be a Christian movie because they brought Leah Thompson back from the grave, apparently. Holy shit. Jesus. Okay, we all might have to try to watch this movie together on Skype or something when it hits video. <laughs> just just do so a live podcast commentary. Get a live podcast while we watch this. <laughs> oh, God. Oddly this, enough, this, though, this might be better than Sharknado 2 starring Kurt It might Kurt be better than Troll 2. Oh, Troll 2 is a, is a classic. You can't have that one. It's Criterion Collection. <laughs> or it, it should be. I don't know if it is, yeah. but it really, really should be. Maybe we should start camp- a petition for that. We're going to start the campaign for that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> okay, the so- dates they have for Left Behind, it's released in the Netherlands, or ne- whatever, not America, on September 11th, 2014. And the oh. pictures they have are planes crashing, so I really think they should change that date. <laughs> Perhaps. Oh, <laughs> Jesus. Very poor timing and bad taste, of course. Um, so for all of that oh. enjoyable content that we talked about, com, your central hub for all that information. And of course, you can reach out to us on all the social networking sites. We're on Twitter, Facebook, Google+, YouTube, Tumblr, all at Cinema Geekly. Uh, lest us forget, the Cinema Geekly merch still exists. Only a few people have bought stuff. So uh, the word I keep hearing is that nobody wants to trust Cafe Press. Like, they don't have any reason for not trusting it. They just don't trust it. 
Um, so yeah, I'm going to continue to look for other solutions. They, they uh, don't trust the most open marketplace for merchandise, like on, like on the web today. Perhaps, perhaps. Yeah, who, who are you trying to get to go there? The Michigan militia? I don't know. I don't know. Um, uh, but that's that's what I keep hearing. It's like they don't have a specific reason why. They're just like I don't. I don't. What trust we need to do is we all need to buy like a few T-shirts between all of us, and we take turns wearing them during a podcast, and then sell those to the people. Like, oh, this is from that episode when we shit on what's your name, right? You know what I mean? The uh, <laughs> uh, Imogen Poots. Imogen Poots, yeah. Or this is the episode we talk about Hayden Panettiere looking kind of like a goblin, you know, something like that. Right. Um, oh yeah, because her torso is weird, and, and that it's always... so squatty. Oh yeah, she's panoramic. That's right. Yeah, and, now and I remember. She's like if you shaved a kangaroo and just kind of made it walk around, being really polite to people. And I think people wanted to know like the quality of the gear that they're getting and stuff. Like, I've never actually bought anything. From Cafe Press, so I don't, I'm actually unaware of the quality of the gear. And Cafe the Press is a little is, snug, but everything else is all right. Cafe Press doesn't send send me anything for free, although they should uh, for reals, but they don't. Um, but uh, yeah, that's there as well. CafePress.com/slash CinemaGeekly, and of course the podcast you're listening to right now. Lots of different ways you can listen to it other than the website. We're on uh, iTunes, Stitcher Radio, and the TuneIn Radio app. Uh, you can all uh, find those things uh, outside of iTunes, Stitcher, and uh, TuneIn are available on uh, Android phones as well. And uh, TuneIn Radio is actually available all sorts of places. Roku boxes, PlayStation 3s. Uh, you can find TuneIn. Uh, there's a variety of Blu-ray players and smart TVs, I think, also have TuneIn Radio apps. So you can literally, on TuneIn, listen to us anywhere. Uh, I and- have. And what I do is I put a picture of me in front of the TV so it's like I'm talking to myself about stuff <laughs> I'm interested in. The... Uh- <laughs> this is the best conversation you've ever had. The uh, it's the most intelligent one, anyway. <laughs> the uh, and and of course, if you're a fan of the podcast and want to want to help us out, and you're using uh, iTunes or Stitcher Radio, because TuneIn does not have this option. But if you're using Stitcher and TuneIn, uh, rate and review the podcast because when you do that, you guys, math happens and science happens, and there's there's all sorts of formulas on the internet that occur that boost. Our uh, our viewership, or not our viewership, but uh, our uh, what's the word I'm looking for here? Our audience. <laughs> no, it's not the audience. It's, it's not even the accessibility. Same. Oh no! Now I'm just getting all sorts of confusion. Can I buy a vowel? <laughs> yeah, buy a vowel, sir. Uh, <laughs> it, uh, right the podcast guys, we are dangerously close to becoming a credible source for stuff like this, just based upon like our web traffic and all that. So, please help yeah, us out. Yeah. Um, it. Visibility is the word I was looking for, by the way. It increases, oh, yeah. our, it increases our visibility on this on the uh, iTunes and Stitcher search engines. makes us easier to find. So, yeah, that's what happens when you write and review. The more people that do that, the more math and the more sciencey things that happen uh, and the, the better accessible we are uh, to other people who might not yet know about the Cinema Geekly podcast. And, of course, if you want to contribute to the podcast, you can to the mailbag, info at cinemageekly.com. I've actually got a nice stack of uh of questions and comments built up any uh, bad ones is anybody insulting us yet i didn't l- maybe oh i hope so i haven't opened all of them yet i've only opened a few uh one of them for sure is that i'm gonna i may have to pass it out to you guys ahead of time because <laughs> uh, one of them is uh somebody who actually likes the uh original star wars the, not the original but the prequel trilogy Oh. Is a fan of the prequel trilogies and does not like that we've bashed them so many times. All three of them? 
Uh, yeah, apparently. Wow. Uh, they didn't specify, but I'm guessing all three of them. Well, spoiler, to... we are not the only ones who bash those three <laughs> no, movies. No, no. Uh, I think society does in general, and I think it's just something Ernest got to get over. But there was the only a. Person who liked it was Hayden Christensen. <laughs> <laughs> but there was a. Oh, I'm sure George Lucas loved that. I don't think his brain functions enough to know how to like or dislike <laughs> things. <laughs> I, I'm not entirely convinced that Steven Seagal isn't his father with how wooden that fucker is. <laughs> the, um,. Uh, but I think it was uh, kind of a challenge that was issued to us, oh. uh, sort of to uh, I'll, challenge I'll, accepted, sir. I'll have to I'll have to pass it I'll have to pass it out amongst you guys so we can have time to because I don't think this is one of those things that I can uh, throw at you on the spur of the moment and have you come up with a decent answer. This one this might be one of those things where you may have to. <laughs> I don't know. We may have to do a show. Like you may you may actually have to rewatch. Show, you may we should we should we should like pre-funk it a little bit where we all just pound a few beers before we get into the questions, just so we get super honest about everything. You may you may actually have to rewatch the movies and take notes. I don't know if it's going to be that detailed or not, but um, yeah, I'll, I'll get that out to everybody. And we're going way over time. Okay. Um, so for Cody Kelly, Glumbo Bay, and Aaron DeLos, I'm Anthony Lewis, and we will be back next week on the Cinema Geekly Podcast. <laughs>